0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Just Eat the Cookie podcast. I am your host, Leo. And I have to apologize, you guys. I'm so sorry. But last week, I left my ear pods in and the sound for that podcast was not good at all. So I do apologize for that. That was on Friday. Um, but we're back to the normal normal sound. (laughs) So again, I apologize. But we are here. And we talk all things nutrition, but also a little fitness and lots of mindset because you guys, following a program is not easy. And trying to change the way you think the way you were brought up the way you used to think about health, it's all so different. And you could have the perfect program written out given to you at no cost to lose fat get healthy, and feel the most energetic with the perfect amount of poops during the day. (laughs) But if your mindset isn't right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how great that program is. It doesn't matter that you were given gold, the exact steps to hit your goals. If you don't have the right mindset, if you don't make it a priority, if you kind of get back into your old habits, find excuses, let temptations lead the way. So it's hard as hell, but it's even harder when you're trying to make healthy changes in your life and you don't have the support you need. You don't have the right people in your life and you're doing it alone. And sometimes you're not really alone, but you have those toxic friends or family members that really just want to see you fail and you feel alone they hate that you're on this journey. They want to tempt you and prove you wrong to make sure you don't see success. And I don't know why they're this way. I mean, well, probably because they're miserable in their own lives and thrive on drama and other people's misery. (laughs) But some of them, I don't really think realize it. You know, like just, it's the subtle comments like, Oh, you're eating a salad or Diet Coke with a burger and fries. Or you might as well have regular Coke. Diet Coke is so bad for you. And then they order a mimosa. (laughs) Or you're going to eat all of that. Like those just little comments that just make you feel bad immediately. And it's funny because I used to be this type of person where... I didn't realize I was being toxic, but I used to be the one who would say things like, Ugh, you're on a diet and you're not drinking. You're gonna make me drink alone. Like, uh and you know why? We don't wanna make bad decisions by ourselves. We want an accomplice. (laughs) We wanna get drunk together. Who drinks alone? Right? This is this is our way of thinking. Like someone who doesn't realize they're being toxic. And now I feel bad about it. Like now I'm like, ooh, oh my gosh, I did that to so many people like they were on their own journey. And I just was selfish and wanted to be bad. And if any of you are listening, and I put you in that position, I deeply apologize. But sometimes it goes beyond that, right? Sometimes it's more than that. They're tempting you with foods when you're clearly on a diet and you have clearly told them you're trying to make better choices. And I'm not saying that they can't eat anything, right? Like, in fact, this is kind of the other side of that toxic friendship. Your friend goes on a diet and all of a sudden the whole table has to be on a diet or you kind of get a dirty look because you ordered dessert while they're on a diet. But we didn't really know. Like, you can't order the chips and salsa because Mary's on a diet again, right? You, you don't want to be that person either. And it's just hard trying to figure out the right way to communicate without like stepping on toes. And sometimes you just have to say, no, I'm on a journey and I, you know, I, I really don't go out to eat on Sundays because maybe, you know, you just drink way too mimosas, way too many mimosas. I don't know why, but we just want support right? And it's funny, because like, if I'm on a journey, I don't care if everybody else orders margaritas and has chips and salsa. Like, I don't really care if you order it. But what I don't like is when you give me shit for not ordering a margarita and chips and salsa. And part of that is my past, right? Like, I get it. You know, if I don't order the chips and salsa, they're like, Leo, Are you okay? (laughs) Because it's my favorite. But it is usually, I won't go without it. Like, I'll just eat a little bit, but it's, (laughs) I used to binge on it. So it's kind of different. So I can't get mad if they say something. Because if I would have just communicated to them, like, hey, you know, I'm really trying to be a little bit better and just not go ham on the gypsum salsa um so you know if you notice it it's because i'm just trying to be good and then that could be the end of the conversation like that just that's it right because what i hate is when i don't and i get shit for it and it's like you don't need to be on a diet you should love yourself the way you are blah 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 i have said these things to my friends i have said these things and we again We're really trying so hard to just make you feel better about yourself, but then the other person starts to feel like, okay, like, I can't be on, I can't be myself around them. Like, I want to make a change. Why can't I make a change? And it's usually because those other people don't want to see that or they're not in the middle of a journey. So they don't want to have to go through that (laughs) with you, right? Again, they don't want to make the bad decisions alone right they 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 don't want to be bad and you know what's crazy like chips and salsa isn't really that bad but just getting shit for it just makes it 10 times worse right so you know i'm i'm trying to be better about this but there are people that just go above and beyond to make your life Hell, right? And so we're scared to say the words, I'm on a diet or I'm trying to make better choices. But really, it just comes down to communication. So, here, like, this is a great example. I have to tell my husband when I'm going, like, on a cut, calorie deficit. Like, there's this thing we have at night. There's this chocolate. It's Colombian chocolate and it's called Jet. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's my favorite chocolate, but you can only get it in Colombia. So it's got like peanuts and almonds. And then we have popcorn with it. And a couple squares of this chocolate. So his parents come twice a year to stay with us. And they stay for like an entire month. And in Colombia, they don't they don't eat popcorn like they don't don't even think she has a microwave um, in the kitchen. So they don't eat like that kind of popcorn. So when they come here, Because they lived here for a long time before they moved there. So when they come here, they eat popcorn like five out of seven days every single week. So, of course, we have popcorn too (laughs) and the chocolate. And it really became this like habit Even after they left and when I added it all up, it was like 300 calories, which is a lot once you've already had all your calories for the day, right? So I finally had to say to my husband, okay, you can have the popcorn and chocolate. Just don't offer me any, right? If I want some, I'll ask for it because I'm weak as hell. Like if he's like, hey, you want some? Before he even finishes, I'm like, yes, I want some. Give me that chocolate. Let's go, right? So of course he's like, well, I can't just not offer Like, that's just weird, right? And I gave him permission to be an asshole, basically. (laughs) And you know what? He's actually been really cool about it. And he's like, I don't really need the popcorn and chocolate either. It's just more fun when you do that shit together, right? Again, it's communication. But let's talk about those people who just can't help from being straight up assholes, right? Or just crazy mean. Here, another, ugh, this example. I remember about 20 years ago, I was trying to be friends with my ex-husband's wife, you know, for the kids, that whole thing, right? She's my oldest daughter's mom. And, you know, I went on this cruise and I came back and showed pictures. And, you know, I'm showing her these pictures and she's like, ugh, doesn't it suck how pics just make you look 10 pounds heavier? Um, uh, I didn't mention that I felt like I looked heavier. In fact, I thought I looked pretty cute. But as soon as she said that, what do you think happened? In my head, I automatically saw the 10 pounds go straight to my ass. And I'm like, Oh my god, I do look heavier, which I probably didn't. But I was so young and insecure back then. And I was alone. Like I only knew my husband at the time I just moved to Orlando, I had no family, no friends. So for me, this was me being insecure, I decided to take on a toxic friendship instead, right? Like that's how lonely I was. And so sometimes you have to kind of see the signs of, okay, maybe it's better to be lonely than to have this toxic friendship that's making you feel so bad about yourself. So here's five ways to know if you are in a toxic relationship with a friend or family member, okay? Number one, you leave the situation feeling drained. Like, are you emotionally exhausted every time you talk to them? Do you feel worse when you leave? Then do you feel worse when you left than when you walked in? Like, you walked in feeling good, talked to that person, and now you're leaving feeling like shit, bad, bad sign. Okay, number two. And really think about this, right? Like you probably have some people in mind when you started this podcast, right? Number two, do you feel worse about yourself after talking to them? I remember a good friend of mine, she actually lost a lot of weight, but her friend told her that she lost too much. She lost her curves. She was just too skinny. And every time she would leave the phone, like talking on the phone with her, she always felt bad about herself. And she's just started to wonder like, I am choosing to feel like shit because I am choosing to talk to this person over and over and every time I leave the conversation, I feel worse about myself, right? Bad sign. Okay, number three, drama is their life. Like you ever meet someone and they're just like everything in their life is chaotic. It's like dramatic and they thrive on it. They thrive on it like they seek it, but yet they complain about it 24-7. <laughs> They're always the victim and they are followed by drama every day. And you're the one that they complain to, right? They do nothing but complain and they even complain, you know, about you or your or mutual friends. And again, you leave the con- the conversation completely drained. All right, number four. They're always trying to pep pressure you. And this is the part where they tell you just one drink or come on, like, I'm going through major drama. You got to go out with me. But it's like every weekend, right? Your girl goes through a major breakup, like I'm there, like that's different, right? Or something tragic, like I'm going to be there for my friends. But but this person, this person gets into a fight with her coworker on Monday. She's fighting with her boyfriend on Tuesday. She's fighting with another friend on Wednesday and it becomes this pattern And watch out because she's venting to someone about you and your crazy diet or whatever it might be. And she's going to bring you down or he, they're going to bring you down because they don't want to see you succeed. If they thrive on drama, guess what? They're going to be bringing that to you, right? And they're always going to be trying to pressure you into doing the things that they want to do because these people are selfish. Okay. All right. Number five. Do you feel like the friendship is a competition? Oh my goodness. I remember when I owned my Zumba studio, oh my gosh, years ago, back in 2012. And we had this weight loss challenge. I was doing Herbalife back then. And my friend, she made it her like life's mission to weigh less than me. But like was kind of very vocal about it. And it was her absolute goal to lose more than me. And I totally get friendly competition. But it was kind of out of control. And so if she saw that I got to a certain number, like she had to get past it. And she would say things like, Oh, I think my legs are smaller than yours now. Or I have a shirt that's way too big. Do you want it? And then like laugh. Oh, I had to get out of that friendship ASAP. It was no good. And envy and jealousy is not cute. And it was so obvious. So if you feel like there's always, always this competition, there's probably something wrong there, right? So how in the world do you deal with it? I'm not a therapist. I'm not a relationship counselor. I'm just telling you from my experience, when I tried to be on a health journey the 25,000 times in the past. And listen, there is something about, there's something to surrounding yourself around people who are like-minded, positive, and supportive. If you surround yourself with family and friends that don't want to be healthy, they want to see you fail, they're always trying to pressure you into failing, they say things just to piss you off and get under your skin, you'll most likely remain in the same place you are now, right? Right? But if you put yourself out there and find people who want the same goals as you, who love to work out or at least are trying to love it, right? They have similar health goals, you'll most likely succeed. And I learned this the hard way, right? And this is why I love group fitness classes and online challenges because usually you're going to meet people who are aiming for the same things as you. In fact, I have met so many good friends from especially during um, the pandemic, like meeting all these internet friends who are going through the same thing. In fact, some of you listening to this now, I probably found you because we were going through the same things, right? So, you know, don't be scared to put yourself out there if you're having trouble with your circle right now, right? So how do you deal with the negative Nellies, right? How do you deal with these toxic people, You have two choices. You can fix it or try to fix it or leave it. Right. And just like with my husband or, you know, and he wasn't peer pressuring me, but I did have to have a talk with him and ask him for help and and what I needed. And I had to step away also from certain friendships that revolved around eating and drinking or remove myself from friends that complained 24/7 that drained all my energy that left me with no positive energy. So maybe you just need to have a conversation and ask for help, right? N- nobody knows if you don't say anything, there's no way they're going to help you. They don't know, right? So ask for help or if a friend or family member, you know, checks all those five boxes I just described. Maybe just remove yourself from the conversations and you don't have to have a formal breakup or you can do that too, right? Some of the family can't, we can't really get rid of. <laughs> so maybe you have to have a conversation, okay? And tell them how you feel. And listen, I'm not talking about, um, you know, relationships as far as, as far as spousal spousal issues and how to handle that. I am not, again, I'm not a relationship expert. I am talking about toxic friendships, family, when trying to get healthy. And I'm sure it's a little similar, but I'm just, I'm not trying to give any type of relationship advice for your spouse at all. Okay. You might need to work with a therapist. um, If you feel like some of these sound like you're with someone like that, Um, I'm, really speaking to those that have the friends and family that just seem to really kind of make those jabs really kind of full of that diet culture and just really not wanting to see you succeed. So I've had to have these talks with friends and family. I've had to remove myself from friendships and I've had to stop trying so damn hard to make them want to be healthy, right? It's not my job. And guess what? It's their decision. You can't force anyone to want to be healthy. And you really shouldn't, right? It's not a good idea. There are boundaries on both sides of this relationship. So make sure you look at that too. In the end, you have to give respect in order to get it in return. So I hope you found those tips helpful. And listen, This is fitness, but if you're looking for some high energy but lower impact workouts, we at Get Fierce Academy are launching. That's my jam. Dance fitness workouts. Oh my gosh. We got a new app that's all workouts, some nutrition tips and recipes in the community, but the workouts are fun as hell. And it's all to. 90s, 2000s, and of course some of the the new stuff that's good. Because some of it I don't understand. I'll just I'm gonna be honest with you, and the youngins are you know gonna have to keep that. <laughs> but if you love dance fitness and you're looking for a fun way to introduce strength training with fun dance breaks or lifting to the beat or fun low impact dance fitness workouts, join us. You'll hear everything from Drake to LL Cool J to J Lo to Usher. It's so much fun. Hit us up on Instagram at That's My Jam Dance Fitness. And of course, if you have any questions about this episode or any topic recommendations, please reach out to me on Instagram at Get Fierce with Leo or head over to GetFierceAcademy.com to see any of the programs that we're offering. Thank you so much for listening and until next time.